Welcome back to Wiseman Podcast. I am your host, Sean Glennis, and I'm here with my co-host, Arlen Golden. How are you doing, Arlen? Hey, Sean. I'm uh, happy to be with you. I'm happy for the occasion that brings us together on this day, and I'm, I'm happy that even though we are unaffiliated with any kind of outlet for whatever reason, we've just developed such a parasocial relationship with this one guy <laughs> that they sent us a screener. <laughs> they honor uh, it. <laughs> and we, we, get, we get to see it before most people. Yeah, it's very nice of Zipporah <laughs> to do that, uh, to feed us like the hungry animals we are. Um, we're here for the special occasion, the small pleasure of uh, <laughs> discussing on this podcast uh frederick wiseman's new film let's hear it his, let's hear it <laughs> his 47th feature menu placier le Troiguo. beautiful uh well you know i was just in montreal so i i uh, practice um yes his 47th feature film uh his first documentary since uh 2020's city hall and uh, the follow-up to 2022's uh, Un Couple, um, at which, you know, when that came out, we also uh, were afforded a screener and did a, a quick reaction. So we're going to do that again here. So this is not an official, you know, the episode on Menu Plus here. It is uh, just our first reaction. We just watched it uh, earlier this week. So we are just sort of digesting it together um, like someone would at a film fest to give their capsule review. Um, uh, speaking of which, this is played at Venice. It premiered at Venice and it has played at TIFF. And next, I believe it's going to NIF or however they shorthand it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that. No. Uh, probably yeah, not. Cute. But um but anyway, it's playing there next, I believe, and um, I, I imagine it'll get some treatment there, but it hasn't gotten a lot of focus mm -hmm. uh, in the written word. Um, there have been a few. Um, I, I really liked uh, Christopher, Christopher Smith, um, the editor of Outskirts Magazine, which is a new magazine. Um, he did a, a really nice write-up of it. Um, and uh, that's about all I can say right now. I think there, there's been some other things that have been like, oh, interesting. But um, yeah, didn't uh, former guest Nick Nick Rippold talk about it he, on his show? Unfortunately, not. Um, oh, I mean, okay. he he. I, yeah, I I mean, I'm sure he will write about it because he has a lot of outlets and uh, experience and knowledge talking about him. Um, but uh, on his podcast that they covered it, he had a uh, critic. Uh, guy lodge or so i like to call him man right. man cave um <laughs> he had him on to discuss it but nick had not seen it yet unfortunately I but see. i'm very much looking forward to uh nick's takeaway uh but yeah um i first i'll start with the description of the film and then we can kind of get into it but uh you know it's covering the troy Grof family um in uh france and uh this is what like the 
they're on the fourth generation. I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Caesar Caesar is the the and his brother are the fourth generation, um, and so it, it's this family. Uh, sort of Michelle is is this famous chef, um, and he's the patriarch. And his son Caesar has taken over of this uh, uh, culinary empire. Uh, we we see like they have a hotel um, that they've built, you know, accommodations built into the restaurant, and it's on this beautiful farm, and it's pretty remote, and um, which has has not always been the case with the institution, but now they they have like a they have a second location that the sort of like uh, lesser son cooks hat <laughs> leo, leo. Yeah. and um but uh and then they also have like like a food truck that we get to see very briefly as well oh yeah so um it's it's a it's a big old production but uh the main attraction and the thing that we spend the most time on is the three-star michelin restaurant um uh, and it, it 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 just kind of like watches the chef's cook or and the cook's cook and looks at you know how they are designing menus um how they source a lot of it is about how they're sourcing the products um and yeah that's 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 really about it i mean that's the focus of the film yeah i mean we're you know we've talked about kind of like uh imagining like a Fred Wiseman film called like diner or, or restaurant, you know, like that, this is what we're getting, um, yeah. you know, fr- food, food prep and, uh, dining has been a recurring theme mm-hmm. throughout, you know, many films. Um, but this is the first time it's, you know, center stage. And, um, even though this is like a, individual private business um and a family business and in fact we were un- it was under the working title for a while uh, a family, family business, business yeah. i believe mm-hmm. yeah um you know I, this is a documentary by frederick weissman so the only way to really consider it is as an institution which you know it's it certainly seems to be in france you know it's, yeah it's, uh, we we get we get the shot of the three star you know certification from michelin um michelin I man right the, on it right on it yeah I, I didn't realize that they did it like that kind of uh, downplays yeah, that right you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of goofy cartoon guy um and i i think i wasn't quite understanding but i think the plaque they show on the hotel is some kind of you know like Certain, the yeah. mark of excellence sure. you know um so like we're you know very uh highfalutin here like kind of tip top of the field and you know which we know fred always looks for Mm -hmm. in his subjects so you know he certainly finds that here in in certain ways um but definitely lends the whole affair you know uh, an air of uh the bourgeois Mm -hmm. an air Mm -hmm. of like um you know, I I, th- I think you have a sense watching a lot of the the clients as they're called in this film that this is like a a big special occasion. Yes. You know, thing for them. It's not a, a playground for rich people so much as it's appears at least to be for maybe middle upper middle class people a, a place to go for like a fiftieth anniversary. For right, instance. and people return to over and over again. Um, yeah. And 
it, I mean, this is a place that was featured on Netflix's A Chef's Table, the France version. And, uh, you know, it, it gets that that treatment there as like, you know, this family that sort of like, uh, oh, as they would probably put it, like revolutionize French cuisine for a new generation kind of thing. And and um, they were they were on the forefront of what we think of as like uh, contemporary hot cuisine. Uh, you know, uh, sort of like uh, bringing French cuisine of, you know, past centuries to, uh, you know, the modern way that we think about fine dining. Um, mm. and, yeah, it has, has a, a massive reputation. Um, so as you were saying, this, you know, we've seen dining, we've seen food prep in his films. Was this the movie that you thought it was going to be if you did think it was going to be one thing, if you had an idea? I I think broadly, yes. Mm-hmm. I think, and I mean, this will be interesting to talk to you about. Um, Ooh, I'm excited. Then. But <laughs> like I I was hoping, I, I think for a bit more of, um, just a bit more of an edge like mm. a bit more of a abiding sort of read on this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's there, but you gotta, you gotta be open f- to it and like kind of looking for it. And I think there's a few scenes that really break it open, but I think there's, it's also kind of undeniable that th- th- I think Fred is into this, you know, oh, he has yeah. like a gen, a, a genuine interest, yeah. you know, in all of this and thinks it's like, cool you know yeah, yeah, so yeah. like like i think i think there's a a dialectic going on between yeah. those two kind of perspectives throughout the film you're right this will be interesting to talk about um <laughs> no but like i mean yes i agree that it, it, this was more in terms of like picking up on little seeds of what people were saying like first reactions and little remarks um that people liked to really point out the t- the the stuff that was more acidic um to use a food term um and i was kind of after seeing those remarks and then watching the film i was kind of surprised at how small uh portion Mm. size those scenes were (laughs) um but i don't i i get what you're saying but i also like what the film actually ends up being makes more sense to me and um you know and like sort of recalibrating like what you're expecting with what he's giving you um and sort of like respecting that whatever but uh what i was thinking earlier when we were talking about the reputation is um i i really like how much this is just like uh you know this isn't about like pretentious uh family and pretentious like work it's like he's really giving it care and respect because like you said he likes this and also like i think that the demeanor of the people involved like it's all about respect like there's this there's this really like interesting line uh when they're talking to uh the farmer i think uh one of the one of the farmers that says like respect the respect the soil and like it's, I, I have it here. Hold on a second. It's um, he says um, when you respect the soil, the plants and animals are healthy, and it's it's just a very like basic thing to say. Um, but uh, I, I think that they take it 
the, like the whole process is about respect and respecting the the land and respecting the products and respecting the 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 purveyors and and respecting the process more than anything um that it takes to to you know whether it's it's grow and cultivate things or to make a a dish um and i I was kind of taken aback by that but i think getting back to this idea of like uh you and i come from different places probably on this like uh my wife and i like watch like food network like literally uh, almost every weekday and we mm-hmm. you know think a lot about food and and make food uh, on a daily basis and um and we like to go out to nice restaurants when we can and um and one of the things i, w- I wrote about this in letterbox is that you know we're coming off our honeymoon and uh we when we were able to go to uh, a handful of restaurants like this in, in quick succession and so that was really interesting to watch this with this in its mind because it kind of got me in the headspace of thinking about uh especially kind of tapping into what fred's thinking about like probably his perspective of somebody who likes this and does this often and has a has his own experiences and his own interests coming to this which uh, you know, might cut into his, like, you know, the shooting is the research. Like this strikes me as a place he's very familiar with. Yeah, pro- probably. I mean, or at least, you know, places of this ilk. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, um, well, that was, that I, was, I remember, sorry, yeah. just, uh, and then I'll let you go. But like he, he said, I, I remember when he moved to France and people asked him, I remember at least one visual, uh, uh, interview that i watched like a filmed interview where he was asked why he was like this expatriate and um he said like why he lives in paris and he was like well the food's better for one Um, so i mean mean, it's very clearly like an important part of his interest yeah and i remember we were at talking to davy and you know talk more about that later but uh he was like oh yeah whenever we go somewhere we're always eating good yeah yeah. like you know (laughs) So, so, uh, ex- expensed, uh, all those Michelin star meals, <laughs> I think. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like, like, um, I'm not like a total, uh, Don't like qu- cuisine, okay. uh, Philistine, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. uh, um, like I've, I've, uh, been to like an omakase here, oh, yeah. you know, uh, I like to cook. I have, I have my repertoire um of of meals in my back pocket and um yeah cook cook regularly don't eat out a ton um but uh i i can certainly you know again this is like a nice a nice uh occasion kind of place to go and and i could totally like vibe with it on on that level of of wanting to investigate when you when you do enter these spaces and you like you know it's a special occasion or whatever you know it it is always curious because I am in a space like that. So rarely I'm like, you know, like, well, you know, what's this all about? What, what all goes on here? And I mean, I think like some of this and it, it, you know, we could just start talking about the film, but like the, it starts out exactly the stereotype of French chefs, right. At the farmer's market, picking up, you know, fresh ingredients for the day. Like, and you know the first half of this movie really the structure of it is just kind of taking you through a day 
uh, yeah like and through a service yeah you know yeah it's interesting he's imposing structure right away you know like this isn't he just showed up and started shooting like or, or you know the product isn't uh he oh he just you know it's not fly on the wall as he as he would say like he is showing you the beginning there's a reason why we're seeing the beginning and then we see them design the menu discuss what it takes to design a menu i mean that was kind of crazy the the like the first hour of this is mostly prep it's mostly food prep it's like three Um, scenes yeah (laughs) and like it's interesting looking back on it and thinking about the film you're almost being introduced to these recurring characters that you're going to be seeing throughout you know you got the john dory which i had to Uh, look up because they talk as as like this weird looking flat fish they love to cook you get like this rack of lamb that we uh you know continue to see at different stages of being prepped and cooked and served and eaten you know um uh, uh the cray- crayfish definitely the aspar- biggest Rhubarb. fucking asparagus i've ever seen in my life yeah. that was crazy i want to eat asparagus like that it's just like one asparagus on a plate <laughs> like, like it's i don't it's like i don't know like a maybe like a fifth of the diameter of like a bunch of asparagus you'd buy at the grocery store <laughs> right. like it's pretty crazy um but like like the ways that you know this is certainly like city hall and like maybe um we were talking about a bit with with uh deborah in high school too mm-hmm. like this is this is like a big oh yeah celebrity i think deborah is, is like, the closest uh yeah I, I think and this was something that actually i think christopher uh smart small was saying in his review that uh he thought it weakened something in his institutional project to like be so close to somebody that Mm. like and clearly be fond of somebody i I mean he wasn't like he wasn't uh critiquing the fact that they're that they're that he likes them but some something about the closeness uh might compromise sort of like his perspective i i don't i don't share that i respect it but um but i think that it definitely draws closest to the deborah meyer relationship yeah and high school too yeah yeah because there is like respect is is key i mean he and and i think with um michelle you know there's clearly some affinity or, or recognition or or you know idea that fred has that that uh in this man that he recognizes in himself i oh, think absolutely. is probably yeah. you know <laughs> so so like there's there's no really getting around that even though they're um, like 30 almost 30 yeah right years yeah, yeah. different yeah, yeah. but part, but that's part of it too it might be like you know looking yeah. back at, at these various stages in in his life and we'll get to that but uh but yeah you're talking about this first hour and it's like it's process, 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 and it immediately brings to mind uh, Belfast um, and the stuff that we get to see people doing with their hands in that. Uh, oh man, I was thinking the, the earlier uh, that when they're doing sort of the menu uh, mm-hmm. or the meal conversation, you, there's the shot of all these these tin fish cans. I was thinking yeah. of Belfast. Oh, yeah. that. That's was, so good. You know. That's great. That's great. Yeah, the um, sardines. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, like like. So, you know, I I was thinking when I was a kid, you know, my favorite cartoons were like the old Looney Tunes where it was like cars of the future or something. And you just it just kind of be these like one off gags of like, you know, a different 
silly car or something like here it's like you're just hopping from like bizarre food prep you know ingredient working one to the next you know they're like julianning you know some uh, produce in such a way like i don't you know they're like yeah they're like you know layering like this fish and then like painting little streaks of mm-hmm. some kind of sauce oh, on I it into that. like yeah. this flower thing you know yeah. and it just like it's it's i i watched a lot of it like almost my jaw on the floor just like trying to comprehend what i was looking at and just like the variety of activities involved it's just it, that that chunk that first chunk is probably where i was most invested because it it's just so enamoring watching all these skilled you know experienced people ply their craft in ways that like i don't even necessarily know what i'm looking at yeah it's interesting you talk about the like the little painting lines on the the fish so it's like fish that looks like it's been wound uh into like a spiral it's like a little blossom yeah kind it's of it's thing. kind of like a like a blossom but it 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 kind of comes in like like conical but it's still pretty flat and it on its own like it it looks ugly like it's just like raw fish it looks like raw fish that's been manipulated um but then you see a cook painting little like i don't know if it's squid ink or something but something dark in a very like thin line around it in like these beautiful uh uh accents and in a way that just like totally gives it like shape like it 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 makes it look like something interesting all of a sudden by doing these little accents which you know if you want to belabor the point of or the parallels here i mean like fred's taking i keep calling fred wiseman is taking like these uh these slices of of uh you know real life of nonfiction and manipulating them in his own way to give them some sort of poetic shape in the same way yeah i mean that that whole you know dichotomy you, you can't get away through from that throughout this film mm-hmm. i mean it's just at any time weissman is looking at artistic processes and i mean anytime he's looking at processing you know full stop uh, we are being called to think about his process and his filmmaking, you know, and, and, you know, there, it's just on and on throughout the film. I mean, I think there are differences too, certainly like, like you were saying earlier, he tends to eschew research and, you know, just go in as cold as he can, you know, here, there's so much preparation and thought put in at before, you know, and any anything touches a pan, you know, or anything is put on a table for a client, you mm-hmm, know, like, mm-hmm. um, so I thought that was interesting, but, and, and also Fred is, you know, one very big exception, like pretty much uncollaborative, you know, he does, doesn't rely right. Uh, on this sort of ecosystem of artisans and collaboration uh, f- yeah, yeah exactly like like he's a, he's more or less a one-man uh, band which so. is which is I, I i find that to be important in discussing this this film and the parallels because um you know we talked uh when we talked about a couple about this idea of family and families at the center of this as well as collaboration and but but with a couple we talked about sort of like uh potential ways that he is reflecting on on his life that shape him to create that film and i think that it's very worthwhile to think about or to discuss like why 
now in his 47th feature, um, he is so interested in this family um, and not only the family, but also the uh, families within the, the institution, meaning like the collaboration that's happening uh, within the hierarchies of chef and cook um, to make something come into fruition, whether you see that as like him reflecting on family or work or both. Um, I think it's, mm -hmm. it's an interesting thought. Yeah. It's, well, it's an interesting way to approach family too, because. And I, and, and I should say the whole point of me bringing that up is that because he works in isolation, like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And like here, you know, this is a family that, uh, as far as we're presented with their entire relationship is couched in this commercial act, you know, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, and artistic act. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, but like, I feel like the only scene that really reads as a family, aside from when they're explicitly talking about, you know, this is my son, my brother, you know, et cetera, is uh, they're, they're feeding the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, right. Like, like, and that's kind of the sweet moment of like, Oh, you know, feeding, my daughter, just like my father fed me, just like, you know, but so even that so isn't, on. isn't he feeding yeah. him something like that's like uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like a food <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. well prepared. Like, well, it's like all they got on, on tanned, you know, it's just all this he, weird like shit. Purees. <laughs> yeah. Some like, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Some, I, that, like, that, that scene, hundred year old cheese. That scene definitely sticks out, um, for sure. But yeah, but it's, but like, like I, I think that, you know, it's not, it's not the typical family business, certainly, you know, uh, which maybe that's why he abandoned the title. I, mean, I kind of like it. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I like this title too, but it's so complex. Like this idea of it, it feels like it would be more of a double entendre too, because yeah. I, I don't know you, you like work is so all consuming in this. And it's such like a generate, like, you know, Michelle's father who knows how present, he was as a parent, you know, mm -hmm. like at that time. And, you know, we can make certain assumptions or, or inferences or just think about, you know, what these relationships were like before any of these sons started picking up, you know, a pan and a knife and stuff. Um, but uh, as Michelle says, you know, not our, all architects' sons become architects. Um, but, you know, these two chose to follow in the path of their father. Um but like, like, I I think throughout this, as much as it's clear that they are eminently talented and skillful and innovative and uh, run a successful business here, I was having a hard time locating joy mm -hmm. <laughs> in mm -hmm. their work. He, I think he, Michelle says something that like, you know, we never drag our feet and we enjoy the work and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I, I don't feel, I think there is a remove in this film. I, it doesn't feel particularly warm in the way that either families or like restaurants generally that I would go to like feel warm. Well, think, think about like it. Like you think about, well, just thinking, I was thinking about this film in the sort of body of like mm -hmm. food films, you know, thinking about something like Tampopo, you know, that is like so filled with warmth. And like, I'm looking, 
uh, at Tampopo. And I'm like, give me that. Like, I want to eat that now, you know? And like, there's so much food in this film and it's so abstracted Mm -hmm. and constructed. I never really felt that. I never really looked at one of these, like, 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 I want to eat that. That looks so good. It's just kind of like, huh, you know, look what what they did to this ingredient, you know, like, I don't know. I kind of like that because I feel like that's really easy. I mean, not saying anything about Tampopo, but in terms of like the project that he's embarking on, it would be really easy to seduce viewers by being like, look at the way, like, look, like we don't really see a lot of finished plates unless it's from like afar. Like you, and, and I mean, it's great that like you see this guy go a John Dory flower. Wow. And you never get to see it. I think that's amazing. I I, I think. Is that not the thing we were talking about with the, I don't know, maybe, but, but if so, it's not, um, it's not finished. Like when, when they're doing it, but like, Mm, but you know, like in any other, like, you know, fiction film, you, you see the insert. Right. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, there's a ton of instances in in this movie where, like, you expect, like, you're you're just like Pavlovian, like, as a viewer, your response is like, I I should be seeing that right now. Like, they're talking about this, and it's something that we're so like attuned to, like, seeing close up, you know, through food channel and and whatnot. But um, but yeah, I really like that it doesn't try to seduce you the way that something like Chef's Table type of Mm. programming is yeah 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 but also this is not about i think that this is um a a movie about uh it's a movie about art uh you know in a a way but like uh it's it's a film about the artisan i think uh or it's not about the reception like we don't we don't get a lot of reception of of the the art like um it's all there on the periphery the like who's receiving it and kind of you know what their general thoughts are but it's not about the product i don't i don't think this is a movie about like the artistic Mm -hmm. product it's so much about the artistic process that it really does kind of like a shoe like the sort of like finality of of a lot of these dishes which goes into like this thing that michelle is saying about about dishes being like this living idea for chefs and this thing that doesn't um that doesn't you know on a nightly basis this isn't the final dish like this might be the thing that you paid for and Mm. it's final to you and it's like you eat it and it's gone but to them it's just like something that keeps growing and blossoming and and evolving in different ways um yeah it's it's interesting like in some of the kitchen scenes you know michelle will kind of be looking over someone's shoulder or something and be like you know is this like always how much salt you put in it or like i know you know you you figure like by the time they're actually preparing in the kitchen for somebody you know is paying for it like they have it down you know but like no like like he's they're always in there being like ah like maybe we should do it like this instead or like you know uh this is feeling a little overcooked i'm like you guys got three michelin stars you don't have this like just like and that 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 it's interesting because there's so many gaps even though we get four hours and so much of it is about the, the cooking there are so many gaps that i want filled like just watching it not like not as a critic or whatever but just like as a like uh, attentive viewer that's thinking about what's going on, you go, oh, but like th- we're we're missing so much between this step and the step we saw previously. You know, like there's so much more to experience in this this kitchen. I bet it was hard to to kind of cut down. 
I feel like in any any one of this like uh sort of artisanal scenes you know going to the cheesemaker going to the 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 farm Winemaker, you know like yeah. you, you there's so much more we could have been shown right and like like i just a little side note i would love to see some press photos of like fred in a bee suit or like i, I was so curious a, about that like, know, it, like... is is does he and and the and the DP James Bishop like have the the suit on. They must, right? I would I assume so. Right up in. I would hope so. Unless yeah. they were like, you don't need to, as long as you stay like ten feet away and just like right, put the boom yeah. over here and zoom in. Because that that yeah. scene is very restrictive in the way that it's shot. Yeah. True. True. But um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you know, we're cheese cheesemaker, for instance. You know, we're taking on this kind of tour, but we're mostly looking at like what appears at least visually to be like a more or less a finished product. We're not really looking at somebody like with their hands necessarily like, you know, making cheese as much as we're hearing the what process, happened yeah. to the cheese we're looking at, you know, and, and I guess, you know, maybe a, a difference here in demonstrating um, like, like processes being explained versus processes being shown to us. Yeah, there's, yeah there's a lot of ways that he uses people to explain what's going on. Um, like, uh, there's the first like, uh, tour in the, the kitchen that we're given, which is like, just like the older couple. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 At first I thought they were, they might be like celebs, but then, yeah. w- then you hear that they like welcome that kind of thing. Um, yeah. and so they'll, they'll like say it to anybody, which, uh, I think seems to be like a thing for like these Michelin star places. Um, yeah. but, uh, it reminded me, of course, of the meat scene with the tourist, the Japanese tourist. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is exactly like, you know, he's he's finding a way to explain to us without it being a direct uh, address. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, you know, meat is the primary film I was thinking about throughout. I mean, it, you know, it, of it's kind of funny thinking about how much like they are uh similar <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that but i was going to say like kind of you know the whole deconstruction mm-hmm, idea mm-hmm. of uh that they have here you know kind of making these ingredients uh meals unto themselves that you wouldn't necessarily recognize what they are looking at it and thinking about that egg tube <laughs> we hear uh-huh. uh in me you know it's it's the same idea but on like total opposite ends of like a cultural spectrum for sure for sure uh, <laughs> uh so but like maybe i don't know a bit of a horseshoe theory to it too where it's like um food is meant to be enjoyed but you know there's also a practical purpose to food right Mm -hmm. it's like for sustenance you know and and like there is an element i think when you see you know i think i think the really at the end of this film the thing you come away impressed with is all of the labor that Mm -hmm. goes into your plate right like what you see there from from the uh grass you know that the cows oh, are raised yeah. on I love that. you know uh, all the way up through like everything you know like cooked in and out of the kitchen so like um that that is i think you know fred is labor is big for him weissman uh <laughs> we're so familiar now mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but like um so so there's that but like i think there's a question like how much do you really need here 
And I think, like, you know, is there a sense of it being, I was going to say gilding the lily, but like gilding the flan, <laughs> right? Like, like I feel like that's one of these scenes that break things open where, like, you just can't get away from that metaphor. Which scene? You know, the where flan? they're putting gold leaf on flan, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, that's yeah. kind of the, like, Paul Dano-looking right. pastry chef guy and, and Michelle. <laughs> And they're 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 like very earnestly talking about how to incorporate this gold leaf into the flan, and he wants you know, it to wave the, the whole the, right, yeah. like, and and I think you know it's like take a step back and real like you're talking about like adding gold to food, like like I don't know, it it, it seemed to me a bit like gaudy and cheap, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like, surprised they do that because that seems like yeah. something that was. I mean, that was something that like. I remember David Cross making fun of, or like Mr. Show making fun of. It's just like that yeah, was in yeah. the nineties. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do I know? I don't. I don't run a. You know. But also, he's older. Right. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's just something. He yeah, knows. he says it's like a classic. Yeah, you know, yeah, right, right. Thing, you know. But but I think I think there is a point where it's like, could all these very like talented and thoughtful and considerate artisans apply their trade a smidge more practically you know like with with a bit more thought about like just uh not efficiency but like like am i making any sense on this i'm trying to figure out what you mean um (laughs) like are you talking about uh, so use an example like what purveyor or a farmer or are you talking about the actual chefs I'm talking about well, I'm talking about the chefs. Oh, I mean, I think okay. I, I think see, I, I think I see what you're you saying. know, look, looking at each of these these farmers and cheesemakers, et cetera, you know, I mean, they're they're there to it's clearly a, a quality thing, quality over quantity. You know, the the farmer who the cow farmer, I should say, mm-hmm. like is is talking about not necessarily getting their like volume to a certain weight. You know, he's talking about making the meat as good as it can be, you mm-hmm. know, like like so you have all these quality ingredients and I have full respect for, you know, just the accumulation of generations of knowledge that has yeah. led people to understand how to make this or that ingredient, you know, as amazing as it could potentially be. You know, there's there's no denying that uh, there's pleasure not only for the clients eating all that, but for us watching it to to benefit from just like the the accumulation and presentation of all that knowledge and seeing it uh, put on display. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a certain point where you're putting gold on flan <laughs> that it's just like, you know, like, like, let like, I don't know, like have it. And it, and again, like, there's just like, it's so self-serious. There's so little like joy or levity in, in all this work that like it, it, I feel like there's a point of diminishing returns where something is so labored and considered that that it starts to become a bit ridiculous. You know, Arlen, I hate to say it, but you're you're starting to sound like those reviewers that say, "I think he just needs to cut this down, (laughs) edit this." Does he really need four hours for this? Uh, I'm I'm slightly (laughs) kidding, but I also just don't share the perspective, which is totally fine. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but I, I guess I like, so here's a good example of, um, I guess my counter perspective, or maybe you feel differently about this scene. We haven't talked about it, but there is this 
scene well one of like sort of the anti-cliche things about this to steal a a a phrase from Wiseman on high school too is that we don't get to see we don't see like chefs yelling and screaming and berating like uh, mm-hmm. there are a couple scenes of like we don't see it we don't see it we don't see it and yeah. which you know that's not for us to to say is universal at at uh, uh this restaurant or not but uh yeah. who knows but they seem to be invested in um the client or the the uh, staff that they have in in a way that that is seems emotionally like invested and respectful and um one of the scenes that that i really appreciated on that level is when you know they're discussing the brains that this uh cook <laughs> did not bleed. yeah you gotta bleed the brain you gotta you what gotta you crazy or after he bleeds it he didn't take out the bloodlines or whatever but um anyway he made a mistake and it cost yeah. the chefs uh more time and effort and um and michelle takes this cook to this separate room and brings out these two books and goes through them in a way that I thought was so cool. It reminded me of watching high school too. And, and like seeing like the learning process and seeing how I was, well, first of all, I was like, Oh, they have books that are like resources that they're like, that they're going to like that often. Like, that's so cool to me. Like, they're not just like, Oh yeah, I loved this. Like this book meant a lot to me when I was learning, but like they're actually using these resources that are like super old. Um, But the way that he, he like walks him through it, like just seems respectful to me. Um, And I don't know. I, I think that that bled, Pun, no pun intended uh bled uh throughout um all of the processes that we see is like i don't think i was looking for joy as much as like there's so much care into what they're doing like it's taken so seriously but it's not like i don't mean that as a criticism of like oh it's so like the food is so self-serious like they just take it seriously the way you would see Wiseman taking editing his films so seriously because he spends 12 hours a day or whatever doing it and in eight months or whatever um and so that's just that that's that's what um that's what i walked away from i mean he yeah he he does get chided a bit at first and and then i took the book scene to be a bit of a condescension oh really uh, or, or or like like you know he's not his tone isn't necessarily like berating or anything but it's like you should know yeah this it's in the encyclopedia <laughs> fancy French, food stuff yeah, man yeah. look at this you, you what are you dumb or something you know like yeah. like that was kind of the undertone i was getting huh. and like i think there's a critical scene uh, with some sort of like head of the servers, I don't know. Yeah, what yeah, right, I don't right, know what right. The term is. Yeah, but but he's he's there's a staff meeting with with the wait staff and <laughs> and like they're alluding to some incident that happened. Something was spoken by someone to somebody else, yeah. you know. And he even says like things that maybe we've come to expect or be typical in our line of business, you know, but they're being very cagey about it. Oh, yeah. We don't know what the actually it there. is. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like they're, they're trying to establish some sort of protocol for, you know, like see something, say something sort of thing. But, but, you know, it all sort of the, dissolves it, in laughter, which is very strange. Yeah. And then at the end, they give all the, the lilies, yeah. uh, female waitresses, Lily of yeah, the valleys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's like, it's a very uh, weird scene. 
it feels you very know, French it, to it, me. It feels very French, and you know, I I don't know the the close quarters and the relative um, like continuity of the characters and stuff. It did make me wonder if there was a bit more cognizance about the camera in this film. Oh, than for sure. Some of the others, yeah. you know. Me too. And if uh, uh, this scene maybe felt a little stagey to me a little bit i don't know but like like it just felt awkward it, to me it does it does um give the viewer an insight that you know there's more that we're it's not, not being shown yeah here, yeah you know and that that there is this sort this this idea of like kind of toxic you know fancy french cooking like isn't fully out of the picture yeah they're, like, they're, they're yeah yeah they're not remote from from the sort of larger industrial problems yeah as much as you know we like gallivant in the forest foraging yeah. for like i love that scene so or whatever much. yeah like, <laughs> did you not like that scene i mean i i um no i, did, I did not like it but i mean it it's, it's kind of felt like overly idyllic in a way that i don't know it just we the world we live in it it didn't ring super true <laughs> i don't know like like and i'm not trying to say fred stage things or that they don't go out and forage and giggle and have a great time you know but like um i don't know the it it there's there's something really unique about this film in the in the body of work for sure know? absolutely and, and i i was thinking it mostly in relationship to the dance films you know because there is Ballet relatively sure. few dialogue and there's so much focus on process and practice craft, and preparation yeah. and craft you know i mean and, it, okay and, that's a great example ballet is like we don't see a lot of the end product too just like we don't see a lot of the end product here like it's it's part of that um part of but i i haven't seen la danse but um part of this you know uh ongoing tradition of his where it's like we see rehearsal more often like we're seeing the prep more often than than anything else true yeah and and i think too it's it's key to note like we spend very little time at all in the hotel like, like oh yeah you know, there's like just nothing. a couple quick scenes and i mean it was there you know he we could gonna... have spent more time there but but that wouldn't carry with it the same, you know, constant presence of process. And I thought we'd see like cleaning ladies or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we got well, we got we like got a turndown service. I think we do. Oh, uh, and in the hotel. Yeah, and, and yeah, there's like one chef early on who's vacuuming. I know. I was uh, like, what is John Davies shooting this? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then what? There's the 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 countertop wipe down yeah. scene, and yeah, and yeah. also the table prep scene, in, which I think is such oh, a which great, which is very funny. Yeah. It's I, I think that is also it, it's funny. Um, but also it's like, um, one of those like perfect one for one, um, to like the editing process, right? It's like mm. you keep going over it and you're like, I think it, I think it's one frame. I think, I think it needs to be one frame <laughs> yeah, shorter, yeah. you know, like you're just getting the rhythm. And yeah. I mean, so I honestly think like that is kind of important because as, as much as we can like not take like something this impractical seriously like i i think that is the perspective that that he's coming from a lot is like this the same like craft and looking for like the importance of rhythm and i mean the movie's called small pleasures like yeah. it, it's it's about 
um and and in some ways i think that's ironic because you know we're talking about like um, such a degree of labor exactly involved in all this yes and and what does it come to a small pleasure and and i'm sure he's he understands like sort of the ephemeral nature of that but i think also like part of that is you know about like frolicking the field um but i i also think like this movie feels all about like, you know, the earth as well as the labor and like trying to enjoy the things that are around you, um, which might have to do with the fact that he's almost 94 years old. Um, and also I I think like as much as I I think it, it could also be called like old pleasures. I mean, in some ways, like that's what makes me think of because, you know, um, it's about like process that hasn't changed much over the last hundreds of years. And mm-hmm. at one point yeah. the cheesemaker says one remark about, you know, he, he's taught, he, he says so much like this movie. The first time you see it is just like, you, you, especially with subtitles, you're just like, <laughs> like I barely like saw like the top half of the screen during the cheese. I had to watch yeah, yeah. the cheese scene again, but um, he's just going through so much. And one remark that really stuck out to me is something about like, how like he says like the mules used to carry these like buckets or jugs or something or something of the cheese at some point in the the process and uh to further on the process of the cheese cultivation and he's like we still do everything the the mules don't carry it around anymore um but uh but that stuck out to me because of how much hasn't changed um and yeah i don't know like i i think that in 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 a lot of ways i, th- I think <clears throat> i i also mentioned this on letterbox that there's a lack of urgency to this film i don't know if you feel the same way but um coming off of like city hall or in jackson heights or monrovia which all feel very like of its moment in a very important way and then like you have a couple which seems very personally of the like of the moment um this doesn't have that and i think that that just goes into like this um this idea of reflection which is Mm -hmm. you know what what we're left with it's last scene a very abrupt ending by the way Mm. yeah yeah kind of one of those again thinking of um deborah in high school too kind of one of those ending scenes where they just sort of lay it all out absolutely give you give you the context you know but he doesn't even do like the shots of like the field and you know it's just like it's literally like the the whole thing from michelle and then you get one shot of like a foyer and then it's done i was just like wait wait where where's the rhythm yeah yeah it's like kind of yeah a normal and it's night too Mm -hmm. there there is a bit morning to night structure to this film yeah for sure Um, and I, i i would be very curious to like pick his brain about that yeah i think uh, you were you were talking about this the sort of idyllic uh, setting, and you know that that's one of the the small pleasures uh, certainly. Um, but that was always making me think of a scene. Uh huh. Um, yeah, for looked, sure. It looked very similar, I think, to the sort of open uh, meadows and trees and forests that that uh, are in the Michigan town where that film takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, a scene is all about community and spirituality. A contained um, community, like it's kind of certainly, yeah, like, concealing he, yourself. Yeah, it's it's a it's allegorical. It's a microcosm, mm-hmm. you know, of what it is to uh, form and 
uh, perform community. Um, I was having a hard time locating either of those things in this film. Right. Yeah. Really? It's different. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and like you're saying, a lot of it is about ephemerality and there are all these people just moving through this space, you know, while certain other people are only ever here, you know, seemingly. Um, so there's, there's a discrepancy there, but like, I don't know, you would, you would think given the like history and tradition and just sort of the grand flavor of the whole affair that like, maybe there would be a bit more feeling of community or a bit more of a spiritual uh, presence. Um, but yeah, I, it, I don't know. In terms of like the, the, the portraiture of humans, it feels, it feels cold. I thought it felt it, yeah. it, like, I, I think that the substance he's more interested in is um, the process and the, right. you know, the earth and, and the like, the process of farming and all of that type of stuff. Like the, the humans almost feel abstract. Like this isn't um, mm-hmm. Marty Walsh in a way, uh, like even though the, you know, there are sort of like these, they're both sort of patriarchal figures uh, for, for different things uh, for yeah. each film subject. Um, that one feels like almost like an investigative film of his personality. And this is, this is not about, either of them's personality. Like we, we get this ending monologue of sorts about um, Michelle's family. And it tells us so much that we hadn't heard before. Um, And I don't walk away thinking about what the resonance of that is on Michelle and the family, like, which goes into the fact that the film isn't really about, it hasn't really been about them on that personal level. I'm I'm thinking about it um, as a metaphor um for for the film and and Wiseman's perspective. Yeah, I mean maybe Leo a little bit, but I I don't get the sense really of knowing any of these people in any significant way as much t- as much time as we spend with them and like the there's so much performance, you know, every time Michelle is out, you know, just shooting the shit with yeah. clients or whatever, you know, it is such like a performance, you know, Oh yeah. Probably scripted. He's probably saying the same thing over and over day in, day out. You're up yeah. year, right? And, and the, it's funny because when he's talking, he's talking to like a, a German man or what I think is a German man and a French woman. And he's having to speak in English and he's trying to, tell the story of a dish, like how, how it came to be and how like it didn't really click with him. And then he saw this woman's like Japanese necklace and whatever, like he's telling this long story and sort of pained English. And you keep waiting for like the big, like uh, the big, like finale, like note to like really like tie it all together. And then when he really does tie it all together, I was just like, that, what? The, that doesn't, <laughs> it just sort of, you saw a woman's necklace and that was it for you. Like it, 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 it didn't have that like hammer scene, which I think goes to like his performance. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's not just Michelle. I mean, all the clients perform in that dining room. Oh you yeah. Know, like obviously the Americans who we see a few times, yeah, yeah. like, like who are like, to, like uh, fortunate enough for them. Like, you know, kind of the, the comic relief in the film. It's like Aspen all over again. Um, 
it's like, oh, if he made Aspen this year, this is a, what it would, it would be a lot of this. Um, Which I mean, I think, yeah, again, like kind of what I was not expecting, yeah. but maybe hoping that that would be a bit right, more right. prevalent. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because that's really the only clientele that I like that. And it's like an Australian, I think, maybe man. And then like uh, two Americans, I think. And I don't know what the other one is, but they're clearly like businessmen. Um, and one, I, it's funny cause one guy, one of the Americans seems to even like, there are levels of performance because, uh, from, from what I, you know, my conjecture, but like you're performing when you go out to one of these places, if you're a certain type of person, cause you, you want to act like you belong there. Um, yeah. and you deserve this wine that this it, psalm it's has like a desperation like yeah it's like you, to, you des- to to convey what you're saying yeah. and you're 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 performing it and sometimes you are so grateful for to be able to take part in something you want to be able to perform that gratitude and sometimes that comes out especially for americans i think as like understanding something you don't understand mm, yeah, um you yeah. see a lot of like this wafting and and talking about wine and, and guys huffing his glass like it's paint thinner or something right it's right. crazy yeah. um and but then also like you you see like the this uh, the american that's across the table from him like making this horrible like metaphor or something about like that's athletes. like business <laughs> yeah or, like, he goes it's like professional athletes that's the only thing i, I was thinking i was like what the hell are you talking about like there's a performance aspect that that is between businessmen going out to dinner regardless of where they are um that is also i think carrying out here too um and also the cameras there like they know that they're on film um there's yeah and funnily enough you know knowing that weissman's always looking for people taking pictures or shooting something (laughs) like like this is really the only uh presence of that in this film is is these guys breaking out their phones making sure they take pictures of every plate that comes you see you see one man like this this man who's dining by himself uh which is very interesting on its own this asian man who seemed like i don't know 30s um and he has his phone out but you can't tell if he's like reading or taking pictures but um he it's a very odd scene to me because he's the only person eating by himself and also like looks like he could be uh at the bar at like a decent restaurant at like noon you know in manhattan or something mm-hmm. you know sure. and he's at a michelin star restaurant <laughs> yeah yeah it looks like he can't be bothered yeah i mean the you know I, I almost wish we spent a bit more time with the diners um, because, and maybe, you know, this is purposeful. It's just not the interests like you're talking about in, in the finished product. But um, I feel like they're uh, a bit more of the, that humanness, you know, we were talking about this, this cold feeling may have come through more with the diners and, and, appreciation and gratitude for what they're experiencing you know obviously like you're saying they're trying to perform that but often when we're seeing the diners we're seeing them interacting and in relation with michelle or you know uh, the sommelier or you know kind of and and i would have maybe just liked to sit with them a bit more as they enjoyed a meal you know and heard the conversation that would have been particular to them and maybe not had anything to do with the meal necessarily, Mm -hmm. but you know, like, um, and uh, you know, maybe there's an element too of Weissman not wanting to 
bother these people who just dropped uh, 400 euro yeah. on a plate you know like it's I true know, it is but... it is cool that we get to see the prices of stuff it's not as expensive as i thought it was it would be yeah 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 for like uh even yeah, the hotel certainly. it's like it's really i mean if you're mm-hmm. like wealthy it's like affordable right <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah which yeah. also unless you're getting wine but yeah yeah and there's <laughs> there's a really cool scene of the psalm and um michelle like going over wine like just uh during the day like over a laptop like going over the <clears throat> the buying and the stocking of wine and and um Michelle's like sort of a bit outraged about the prices and the rising prices over the last year. And that's one of the ways that we see um, the outside world, the current outside world sort of peeking in um, mm-hmm. as, as is often the case in these institutional things um, uh, is like, so we see, you know, these, we see a benefit like a red cross benefit for the Ukraine um, that they're prepping and yeah. talking about very brief Um and you see people wearing masks. You see one cook wearing a mask. You see people at the farmer's market wearing a mask. Um, and you see uh, them talk about, you know, this this inflation that, you know, is also part of the the uh, Ukraine situation. But um, there's also just been like a, a universal like inflation thing that's that's happened yeah. over the last year. And um, so I, I, that's just worth worth mentioning but um, yeah no it was interesting to think about this as the covid film you know i guess it also with a couple but like like you know we we heard weissman say he didn't want to shoot stuff where everyone was wearing masks you know he couldn't avoid it yeah Uh, yeah but and i mean honestly you could you could not catch it very easily yeah true but but unlike (laughs) (laughs) good one but uh, I mean, it's interesting to think about this choice of subjects in the time it's taking place. Oh, you know, like yeah. like with with everything going on <laughs> and all the potential subjects, like how he kind of honed in here, and like maybe something a bit comfortable, a bit homey that uh, doesn't yeah. necessarily require a ton of travel. You know, like you're mostly in this one that's, setting. You that's know? interesting because that kind of like the leads me to something I was going to say adds to a point I was going to make um, <clears throat> that picks up where you're leaving off about not spending time with the diners and sort of this idea of humanity uh, because, you know, we've talked about Barry Keith Grant's uh, point about this growing humanism that he sees in his film in mm-hmm. the um, 21st century. Um, and, I think it's interesting because this film doesn't seem to have that. I mean, I mean, it's a different, it's a different mutation. It doesn't have it in the same way that, that in Jackson Heights and Monrovia and city hall um, and, and um, at Berkeley um, mm-hmm. are like, seem to have this growing um, humanism. Uh, like this seems to be a very personal, like, almost like selfish film, not as a criticism, mm-hmm. but this seems to be very like selfish and, and just, just very personal. Like it's not, it's not about mm-hmm. people anymore. Yeah. It's about, okay. You know, maybe it has a lot to do with being at the end of your life and like reflecting and taking stock of what you care about and the small pleasures of your life. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like focusing on that, um, I think is, mm-hmm. is a, po- a possible way to, to frame it. 
I mean, yeah, I think that's it, important it, to think about. Yeah. I think this is a, it, it really is like a film that feels like a, an old man made it. I mean, we, we, we talk a, a bit on these apps about like, you know, institutions like relative um, access to one another, accessibility, um, which ones are maybe like more rarefied or exclusive, you know, and, and he's definitely been on a string of films that, are more in line with common experience yeah, um, or more or, or accessible, you know, like, like anybody can go to Monrovia, you know, the library. Uh, anyone could get married at city hall. Yeah. The library, you know, like, so this is, this is one of the more rarefied and exclusive places. And it's not uh, a place. It's a place that's heavily curated. It's a place where aside from these kind of, things you were just mentioning of the real world breaking in it's it's removed from the world it it is unto itself and may, maybe but maybe just thinking about what we were just talking about you know this being the covid film for him like uh being removed from the world being isolated you know culturally and, speaking yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and geographically, I mean, like you look around. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like you but know, not, like, but not like, physically. Like um, no, I mean yeah. the the places of the world, but it also seems removed from it. Yes, like yes. like it it it's the world influences it, and it can't exist without the world. But you get there, and nothing else is happening. But you know this fine dining experience, right? Mm-hmm. And and just thinking about the COVID era and isolation and being removed from the world and spending a lot of time indoors in one place. And, you know, the, I think the, the conversation around all that has been, you know, traumatic for, uh, that it was traumatic for everyone, which it was, but maybe trying to find a, a bit of beauty within all of that as well, or, or just trying to find the small pleasures of uh this common experience we all just endured over the past couple of years you know like um maybe there's an element uh at play like that too that's uh yeah i i enjoyed listening to that um <laughs> yeah i don't i don't really i don't really know what else to say about it like i kind of i really like uh it like this discussion has helped me think about it more broadly. Like I was kind of at an impasse. It felt like uh, just on my own, like silently typing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, this discussion has, has really opened it up in new ways uh, to consider things. Um, like, I mean, it, it, it goes without saying, but the film is always denser than you realize <laughs> on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and especially when it's four hours, but uh one thing that we should talk about that we haven't yet is uh, more of the taking stock variety. And that is, this is the arrival of James Bishop, the uh, first time cinematographer. Um, We discussed this with uh, John Davey uh, when he announced that he uh, was not the DP on this for the first time since 1979's Maneuver. And... Instead, uh, James Bishop, who uh, I believe has been working as a camera assistant f- with them for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, it was kind of funny. It reminded me of um, or there's a scene where where they're, they're doing the tour, the kitchen tour. And Michelle's talking about Cesar's like relationship with his staff. And he's like, 
you know, the way that he's directing uh, basically. And it's just like, oh yeah, it does it like sometimes with just like physical, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, communication. And I was like, oh, that's like exactly the way that they talk about like John Davy and, yeah, and yeah. Wiseman. Yeah. Like he directs by just like, you know, making these hand movements, these gestures. I, and I wonder if James Bishop and, and Wiseman have the same relationship and what that process was like for him to step into such big shoes but texturally speaking sure. it's very noticeable right away um that uh we're under um we're with somebody else's technique we we get a lot of handheld but you you had a lot of interesting notes that i think were were more um specific than i could get about what you noticed the differences were um sure i did um maybe just the way he frames uh, uh, yeah. stuff i guess yeah i mean i think i think he the thing i came away with most is he, he's got an eye for composition and he's he's looking i think much like davy to uh capture things that are you know well composed and look good you know as any cameraman should um but i think that's mostly where the similarities end. I think I think he is noticeably handheld in a way that Davy um, tries to limit as much as possible. Like mm-hmm. uh, we we know he's called the human tripod. It's going to be daunting. Yeah. to be like I'm taking yeah. over for the human tripod. I know, tripod. right? <laughs> like and like you know, you've talked about. Um, I think it was with Mamber uh that you know there's they've developed this style um that is runs counter to the sort of typical run and gun direct cinema style Mm -hmm. um but this has much more of that you know uh there's a lot more there's even a pan at one point yeah yeah i mean he's pretty mobile and you know in that kitchen and elsewhere and um i think he there's a lot more um davy's such an elegant zoomer i know i think you, you could, know you could kind of see him being like i'm gonna try and do the, the yeah the, yeah like like it there's some pretty jerky kind of quick zooms in this um none of this is actually distracting to any normal viewer but uh, <laughs> know, yeah, yeah yeah i mean you you got to talk about it because i yes, mean it's yeah. it's an occasion uh certainly sure. and um but and no doubt it was daunting and i think um one of the, oh the other thing was this what you were talking about that he likes to keep entire bodies in frame you know it seems like uh i think davy much more uh is a bit more tighter uh will kind of shoot you know um torso up uh bishop seems to really like to have an entire person head to toe in the Mm -hmm. frame as much as he can um there's also less of the noticing like the uh somebody coming and going in a frame um Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe that's just like different subject matter dictated that but i'm sure part of that is yeah is a learning process of like oh i shoot this type of action this way so that it can create this this uh edit for for well it's something and it's something that davy said in his interview you know is something he learned over the years watching the shots that fred selects in the final cut that okay he he likes when people enter and exit the frame and so he consciously holds the frame when he sees that happen and maybe bishop you know isn't conscious of that doesn't have that experience you know we can only speculate um but 
the the one thing that I think Bishop really carried through from Davy is shooting into reflections. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sh- there's there's this like glass window that separates the kitchen and the dining room, um, and he shoots into that uh, a few times, creating some interesting superpositions. He shoots into the reflective ceiling mm-hmm. of the kitchen. You know, we 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 hear Michelle talk about this convection ceiling. There are no hoods in the kitchen. Everything just cool, goes honestly. all the way up. Yeah, that no, that was and it also like uh, is. You know, it, for me, at least the way it worked is constantly like begging you to think about multiple resonances of what you're watching. Well, I was thinking there's this one shot um, where he's it's it's wide and he's shooting the chefs in the kitchen with the ceiling reflected above mm-hmm. them. And it reminded me of that shot in a couple that they used for the poster where oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah you know she's she's looking in the pond and mm-hmm. like it's kind of this like uh playing card queen sort of image you I know think it's the press still oh okay yeah yeah oh oh yeah you're right i think you're right it is that so and sec wasn't it the poster for a couple too mm-hmm. that shot i'm talking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. so uh i don't know some interest there for him but um i was thinking about that relative to the, to the structure and, uh, you know, I want to talk more about that with you because like we we're saying, the first half is exceedingly linear, especially for Weissman, you know, and, and we're really being brought through what goes on the plate um, and through this service. Um, and then we go to Leo's place, whose name I forget. Uh, do you remember? Oh, I don't. I don't. Yeah, remember. I don't remember. But it, it's got a much different vibe. You know, it's mm-hmm. more stone. The casual. The, the, yeah, it's casual. Uh, the food is a bit more like homey. Um, and then we're kind of going around these uh, to these artisans and seeing these different ingredients. Then we go back to you know the main restaurant and you know end with Michelle at night and like thinking about. You know, I wouldn't say this is Weissman's tenant, but (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that point of demarcation, because it's pretty much smack in the middle of the film and then like returning to to Le Trois-Gois for the end and into that, like I'm I'm wondering if there's some mirror mirroring structure that's reflected in in that shot Hmm. um, or, or just trying to break open, I guess. What, what he's the, doing what the what the through line is and what he's doing structurally once we leave the restaurant for the first time yeah yeah that's yeah i don't know um it is interesting because i like you you're kind of used to a certain like uh feeling like i was watching this with with my wife and they left the, the kitchen at one point and i was like oh i bet we're gonna get to the cheese now and and it didn't <laughs> like it, it like he kind of like bounced back in yeah. um i think and so it it, and there are two cheese uh, making scenes, right? There's the first one talking about like the skin on the goat cheese, the rind stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's the more like kind of tour with more people that we right. do later on. Yeah. yeah, but but I don't I don't really have a, a eloquent answer. Um, yeah, for you. But it's it's interesting. It's definitely something I was thinking about while watching it, but couldn't really get a, a total handle on. Um. But oh gosh, gotta mention the cheese trolley. 
amazing insane uh, and what do you ex- yeah what do you expect me to do with that you know well i think like, that's why he showed me all those cheeses i'm like just give me the good one of course that's why he you know <laughs> and he i think uh that's why the sh- the scene that he chose was was a woman who like who knew all the cheeses yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was it was like comedic effect but not at her expense like the fan no, was like no. laughing at her and making fun of yeah, her yeah. And, but uh lady loves cheese she loves cheese i admire it it's just like <laughs> Because, you know, it's like, okay, uh, most of them look very, like various shades of each other, you know, in yeah, certain yeah. gradients. Um, but, God, what a treat that would be. Amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of different cheeses in this world. Cheese. <laughs> um, one of the yeah, small the, One of the, something just kind of, that was very impressive to me was the memories on all these people oh my god yeah we haven't talked they're about just like this well yeah one later. thing one thing we haven't talked about is just how like endlessly customizable every mm-hmm. meal seems to be like every client that comes in they're like all right this is a pregnant lady this person doesn't eat meat you know like uh this person is so fucking picky and won't eat anything so just give her chicken you know <laughs> like um so but as they read off the orders, the the waiters reading off the orders in the kitchen to the, the chefs, like, they're just like, all right, I need, like, three of these, like, you know, a John Dory, uh, asparagus, blah, 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 and, like, this one without the sauce, like, this one, uh, substitute, you know, fennel for, you know, who knows, whatever. And they're just like, what? And they're like, you know, carry on. And you're just like, how are they processing and retaining all this information and then like executing it? It's insane. And also on the service end, uh, it's wild too. Like just the stuff that they have to memorize. And we experienced this too on our honeymoon, like the nicest place that we went to, like the, you know, the, the server just like knows all of the wines by like heart. And it's just like, this is insane. Like, and it's so I remember cool. I, I had a college roommate who worked at like a normal quality restaurant and they had to like memorize all the ingredients in like the various salad dressings, you know, because I oh, guess yeah. like that people can ask anything, you know, so mm-hmm. like there's I mean, I'm sure once you're uh, serving at that level, of course, you know, you're you're pretty adept at it. Yeah. And yeah, you, you pick up on things like he had asked us like what what we are doing and we said it was a honeymoon and then like it's like oh cool like where else have you been blah 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 and then like we went through the meal and then like a couple hours later he brings out dessert and there's like a a sparkler on it and it's just like (laughs) oh gosh like very sweet like you just pick up on these things when you're doing this every night like okay you go back and make a note blah 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 um but you have so many tables and and the way that they you know they talk about stuff like that and this like they're just I, when they meet this the, the ser- serving staff meets the head is just rattling stuff off yeah. and everybody's just going okay 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 like some of them are taking notes but it's yeah. just like there's so much information yeah it, it's it's quite a talent no yeah i i would be out on day one i know just boot me out the door <laughs> <laughs> um insane yeah um one thing I want to ask you about, you you touched on it briefly. I was kind of seeing this as one of the bit more uh, acidic, as you were saying, scenes. But I think 
there's a read on it that's just kind of um, straightforward. But when we get to Leo's restaurant and this sort of Ukraine uh, benefit meal, like I <laughs> I was I was reading that as like being this is pretty silly. Like uh, like oh we're gonna we're gonna support Ukraine with this like three hundred euro prefix menu or something. You know. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, inherent. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think what was more like my wife and I like laughed when they showed the cookies. We're like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, they're just like you'd get it like, like the grocery like, store with the Christmas. frosting on top yeah. or something. Yeah. It was like, oh, you spent like, you brought your kids into the kitchen and told them to decorate some blue. And yeah, but I mean, the whole thing though, like, uh, you know, they're, they're reading through the menu and just like sort of the, um, the, what's the what's the not maybe pomp and circumstance but sort of like just like the whole to do of it just kind of felt like obligatory or something i don't know it didn't seem it didn't feel like authentic and like they actually cared about well that that was one of the times i was feeling more and and i don't know if maybe i was just catching leo looking at the camera but like it was feeling (laughs) uh, pretty performative to Uh me that that scene when they're and um I don't know if this is, you know, just not directing people, but like, I, or I, I wouldn't put this on Bishop necessarily, but I thought he was, was like painfully backlit. Like I think I was, I thought he was looking at somebody behind the can, like in the back or something, but yeah. who knows? Um, it's an interesting scene, but it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Like I, I kind of forgot it exists. Yeah. Well, I mean, we only spend what, like 20, 30 minutes at this place relative to, everything if else. even like if even. Yeah, yeah yeah so um you know there there are certain inferences you could draw from that too like like about uh the hierarchy of this family well when you uh, watch it's it's interesting because when you watch the beginning again like the first time yeah. you, do, you don't know anything if you're if you're not already acquainted like you can kind of feel some tension and the hierarchy just like maybe even less maybe even like more than tension is just like you feel the hierarchy because you you're acquainted with who these people are and the importance that they have within this this infrastructure um whereas when you come to it fresh you're just like oh this is the family they're they're designing the menu it's like oh no they're talking to him about his menu at his remote like annex (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Non-star yeah, where, non yeah yeah exactly he's talking he's like oh yeah my my other son has this other place no no michelin stars but, he puts you the know, stupid almond yeah. puree <laughs> yeah. in, right in the middle of the dish yeah, <laughs> yeah. but well uh i just just keep keeping on hierarchy for a second and and just thinking about that as a theme for weissman and like uh locating the power right like so so clear and and hierarchical here right like and there is no resistance there's no pushback Mm -mm. um on that hierarchy you know everyone is fully compliant um and you know it's kind of what you expect in this kind of setting but just interesting to think about within the institutional project you know when we see that when we don't this is this is one of the instances where you know it's top down and top knows best and you do what the top says yeah for sure i I think that's important to know um yeah because the chefs that or the cooks that come through here like they look up to 
and some of them might want to be, you know, sh- you know, chefs. At, I, presumably, right. you know, they're they're training to be chefs one day, um, right. and they take it very seriously. And yeah, you don't get something like the basic training guy who's like, ah, oh, this our country. Sh- piece of shit like you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't get the guy who's like oh this place sucks like uh, you know whatever like it everybody falls in line like there yeah. there's definitely a, a disciplinary like uh in, up there with ballet yeah like there's an implied discipline here like docility um y- years and years are implied of of this training yes. right and education and buying into what they're doing yeah you know, they're, they're here because they want to be here right yes yes it yeah it doesn't feel demeaning but it it's also it's worth it's worth noting for sure and then last last scene we have to talk about it comes close to the end this uh sriracha sauce uh, oh yeah tasting you know great scene where <laughs> michelle is trying this uh you know new meal uh that they're trying to perfect and i think they, they talked about earlier on uh conceptualizing and he's just like oh god there's like too much sriracha like it's too spicy blah, but he's like <laughs> shoveling it <laughs> he like can't stop eating it's like it. it's good though but, it is good yeah 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 but like all he's talking about is like ah the sriracha like it's just oh god like what are you thinking uh, like, i love that i, I no no yeah. I, I it was enjoyable to watch oh, yeah, it was like a sure. very entertaining scene but like just uh hum- the humor between like the yeah. constant critique and him just like just, you know Downing there's nothing it. left the at the end of it gone. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it also makes you wonder like how they, when do these people eat like their meals like right yeah or is yeah. this just well, like, i mean they're eating they're eating throughout the day yeah, you know we're I seeing mean, like nourish, nourishing themselves like i wonder if this is built into it like okay for dinner i'm going to eat this new plate that we're working on in like three minutes <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> while i'm eating i'm still working because i'm still conceptualizing and designing yeah yeah but uh that is a really f- funny scene <laughs> yeah and i mean i guess that brings us to to something that might be a good note to end on but i mean i think again in addition to labor one of the major takeaways here is that like if you want something that's worthwhile and quality and like you know the the three stars when something's rated three stars it means it's or it's supposed to signify that you can make a trip just for the purpose of going to that place right mm-hmm. like that's what it's supposed to mean so like anything like that the necessary ingredient is time um you know it takes all this time for the cheese to age it takes all this time uh to grow the grass and move the cows around so that they eat the grass that's going to make them taste and good the, and, and and the the vineyards and the difference Absolutely. between one one year and another is like sun yeah and and an old vine and a young vine you know, and the the time it takes to conceptualize everything, the time it takes to prep everything and uh, uh, cook it, certainly like, you know, just bring in full circle to Weissman, you know, who has been so often criticized for taking too long in his films. And we know spends hours and hours and hours editing them. You know, I think that's the recognition and you know like like if you want anything that's good and quality you have to take your time you gotta respect the soil oh god please 
If you start, if you start tilling that soil, forget about it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, start growing cereal in this soil. God, get out of here. Start using two two pieces of saran wrap. What are you crazy? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, last, I, I have a question to end on for you. What would you rather eat, the John Dory flour, okay, or the banana and egg salad in zoo. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe we didn't talk about that because I definitely thought of it. Yeah. Um, and the macaroni what? in the garden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of garden thoughts. Monrovia, lots of food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, All right. This uh, is enough yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hope this you makes know, you guys happy. I, the the I mean, where's twenty twenty? Three. There's a new Frederick Weissman film. I mean, like, I don't know. It's uh, what a time to be alive. Like, I know. Uh, I you hear know, you. I I didn't. We didn't know if if we would ever be covering a new Weissman documentary this contemporaneously. Is, yeah. it's like the second this, one we've had know? the like, uh, the the pleasure to cover one since we've started, and yeah, it is it is a, a treasure. It, it, it's a true treasure. It's weird to be able to press play or walk into a theater and see a new Frederick Wiseman movie. Like that's yeah. something that, that, that we should definitely be taking, not, not taking for granted because one day soon that's not going to be right available to us. I feel like it took me a good like 20, 30 minutes to <laughs> just stop thinking to myself, like I'm watching a new Wiseman book right now. I don't you know. know? How this like, ends. Like, yeah. like, 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 oh my God, like actually pay attention to what's happening. Cause I'm just like, you know, jaw on the floor. Like this is, for sure. uh, he's editing like he edits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, all right. Well, I hope, I hope this, uh, 90 minute coverage of, uh, menu plus here, uh, it feeds you Wiseman addicts. Um, I think we did it pretty well. Um, for now so um yeah yeah uh, happy to get in the on the ground floor of the discourse yes thank you, you know, Zipporah. May, maybe someone will be citing this episode someday in their uh weissman retrospective coverage the way we have so often yeah uh all right until cool. next time Cheers. ballet soon sorry <laughs>